everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 161. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And there's a whole lot of stuff that's been going on in the fandoms over the last few days. It's just like, it's just somehow exploded on itself. We've Explosion. reached Kyoko Mass. What was that? We've reached critical mass. And that says explosion. We hit critical something, all right. <sighs> oh man, you know how it is. You get, re- you know how we do. We sit here, we get ready to just knock out the episode. Then stuff just drops in our laps, and it's like, or in case my lap, and it's like, what the hell is going on now? The uh, internet exploded again. Well, I almost freaked because um, when I was switching over to when the final song was was, start, was ending and I'm getting ready to fire up, I started audition during the dead air and it's like, let me kick it over to the intro. Winamp just froze. And I'm like, no. That wouldn't be good. I know. It would uh, be totally fucked. Something like that. Um... Only thing it would just be dead air until I get win it back uh, back online. So, and and at least with my when I redid my machine, it's not so bad. So you know, uh, we are live tonight, week of April twenty second, two thousand fourteen, uh, on the Vog Network Tuesdays at nine thirty p.m. with replays Thursdays at one. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. If you have a chat client such as Merc X Chat or Chatzilla, you can use irc.gamesearch.net. Chat room is vogvog, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com/vognetwork and click. There's like an IRC link. You click on that. Whatever your default uh, IRC chat client is, it'll open it up and bring you right into the chat. So. That is it. So don't forget to check us out on our forums over at vognetwork.com. They're so graciously to give us forums. So we got posts every week about the podcast. So, you know, let us know Mostly what you Mostly every week. Depends on when they get up on the feed. Yeah. Um, I had I had no access to the FTP for like two, three days. So I'm like, ugh. I wasn't busting your chops over. I'm just oh, stating a fact. No, no. It's just that because no, um, after Manarchy, I get home. No, no, after Thursday night. I, I just got sidetracked to do other stuff. I realized at work, I'm like, oh, I get the podcast. I'll do it when I get home. Oh, wait, Manarchy. Yeah, I'll do it Saturday. Saturday, I'm out side questing, and I'm like, well, fuck, I'll do it Sunday, and can access the FTP. Get access, I think it was like late Sunday night or Monday, and I get it up, and it's like, finally. And I think it was because of that whole heart bleed shit that everyone's accounts got had passwords got reset or something like that. So that happened to me on the uh, healthcare.gov website. Oh, there's they, they, they actually I didn't I didn't actually get hacked or lose any information. Mm-hmm. I just said, "Hey, we reset your password. Better go fix it." Yeah, you know, just in case. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. New York State keeps pestering me to sign up. I have to call them and be like, "I have coverage now, so please leave me alone." Oh, oh man. Uh, 
let's go. Let's see what's going on over in our chat room real quick. I see, Ari, you made a mention about the uh, about the one of the pre-show, the Pokemon opening theme slow jam. Most interesting cover I've heard of it so far. Yeah, and you... I'm still waiting on Masaki Endo to do a cover of it though. Mm. And as you, it s- might actually get me to like the song and actually learn the lyrics. Well, I figured you'd like it from the heavy metal cover we played a few weeks ago. Eh. <laughs> also, I realized that queuing in Misty into the chat also references someone with that name in the chat. That was completely an accidental. Oh, she's she's. Eh, it's cool. Misty is cool. But the fact that you pretty much um broke Actef's brain for like five seconds was <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Okay, let's kickstart shit now, shall we? Okay. Sure. Alright, Ari, how was your weekend? How was your day? Well, I definitely got in a lot of overtime this past weekend. Well, with two friggin' holidays back-to-back, well, mostly. That's good. So, yeah, put in like 12 hours on Good Friday and uh, another 8 on Easter. Which is good for me because I can't fucking stand the people I live with. Or related to. I know that feel. I oh, and even better, feel. because uh, I don't know what kind of a motivation it is. Maybe it's a Christianism, but uh, <laughs> I've always been like beaten into me, like beaten into my head that uh, you don't eat meat on Good Friday. But I don't follow that line of thinking, or uh, you know, that's not what I am. So I'm like, yeah, you don't eat it, because uh. On one of my breaks, the guy who was on a one t- smaller toll booth with, he said, because there was a farmer's market near mm-hmm. that exit, and uh, he goes to me and he says, hey, you want me to get you something while I'm on my break? I mean, there's a farmer's market near there, little, like, Amish people who sell things like, uh, they think you get these bacon-covered pretzels. I'm like, oh? You have bacon me intrigued, wrap- you know? <laughs> yeah, bacon-wrapped pretzels, I should say. But I said, oh, yeah, give me one of them. And, like, comes back a couple hours later. I said, eh, I'm sorry, man. They closed up early or whatever. I got you some chocolate-covered bacon, though. I'm like, yummy. That works, too. Chocolate-covered anything like, works. It wasn't like covering... It wasn't like... I've seen some people do it where they cover it and, like, Nesquik and bake it. No, it was fried and then, like, dipped in those little, uh, chocolate discs. They can melt to form taffies and whatnot. That stuff. It was good. Mm. But yeah, I got a bunch of uh, candy and stuff for Easter, including toiletries, which would be good if I actually you know, needed them for going away and stuff. Also, I was given a razor, like a pack, like a pack of Bix, mm. like a little triple blade things. A, they looked like cheap disposable ones, and B, that's a really thoughtful gift for someone who's spent the last seven or eight months cultivating a beard <laughs> as long as you don't walk around with a, with a trilby on your head I won't have to beat you senseless oh god no I'm not Yahtzee and I'm not Linkara I can't make a trilby work the only time you see me wearing one is when I'm doing um, Gangsta Luigi that's it <laughs> I think I might shave the beard into a big mustache like a big Lemmy style handlebars but that's been kicking around my head but, uh, yeah, that's how things went for me. 
Yeah, I just see with the curly mustache looking like just just the evil Ari Rockefeller, and we're like, oh fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, a friend of mine did suggest getting a big full-on handlebar, but I saw someone driving a truck earlier, and he looked like a total douche with it, as mm. if he rolled up in my booth with them. Like, okay, there goes the idea. For, there goes the idea for the handlebar mustache. Sorry. Understandable. Yeah. But yeah, that's all shit went for me. Oh, okay. Mako, how was your week and how was your day? Meh. You don't... <laughs> you don't say. No, I've been so freaking busy trying to get ready for Zenkai Con. Mm. Working a convention and just going to have fun at a convention are two different things. And I don't mean working a convention like showing up, putting a t-shirt on, and sitting there. I mean working a convention as in, you know, heading a department. I'm sure it's like a Venn diagram. Like, like there's some overlap between the two, but not a whole lot. And even there's, overlapping is there, a lot. There's, there's overlap, but at the same time, there's so much stuff that department heads and assistants and all of that have to do before the convention even happens and then the convention where any drama or anything like that that pops up, we're the ones that have to handle it so it's exhausting and while I'm looking forward to this weekend I'm also looking forward to this weekend being over yay and then I've been up since the crack of freaking dawn today. Had a dentist appointment, and uh, the dentist basically took two x-rays, didn't even look at the rest of my mouth, and said, yeah, you need a root canal, and I can't do that, so you might as well leave. <sighs> you, you should better, better off going to Dr. Yankovic, you know? Uh, <laughs> so not only does my mouth still hurt, because, you know, it hurts, because, you know, now I need two root canals. But, uh, now I have to try and find a new dentist that does all that crap. I have a broken tooth that actually has to be removed. It's been broken like that for quite a long time. I just haven't had the money to get it out. It sucks. I totally know how you feel. Yeah, well, luckily with the, uh... Oh, uh, with the insurance and all of that. Thanks, Obama. Um, Wait, don't don't say Wait, is that, that. Is that a sarcastic one or a legitimate? Sincerity? That's a legitimate one because you know if if it wasn't for that, I would have no insurance. Don't say that too loudly because you're going to piss off other people. Don't okay? <laughs> oh, I know. There yeah. are so many people that are pissed off about this, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't make enough to be able to pay for insurance myself, and my work. The the it's all independently owned, so they don't have to pay insurance. So I'm very very thankful that there is now you know a government type subsidy for insurance, so I can get all my shit done. There you go. Because yay, it paid for my surgery, and yay, it's gonna pay to fix my teeth. Because you know my teeth are rotting out of my head. That ain't all that's <laughs> rotting out of your head. Yeah. And if we go to the chat room real quick at live.vognetwork.com, uh, 
Jay Green says, Zenkaikon will be crazy, and not because it's being held on my birthday. Oh, Lord, Jay Green's going to be running around with a red solo cup in his hand. Better watch out, ladies. <laughs> He's single. <laughs> At Def says, Makochan wants to work it. Work it, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Nemesis47 says, uh, Isaac Yankum, DDS. So as for my week and my day, besides work being work, um, I continue my quest to collect all of the limited edition uh, toy uh, ponies from McDonald's. I am thankful for a friend of mine, uh, Alicia, who got me a Rainbow Dash, so now I have the full set. Um, Friday night, I I, I see on Random's uh, fan page... um, about Record Store Day, and I and I noticed that there's a particular one that's been shared off. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, available as an LP. So, Saturday went on a quest, and I found two copies. One for me, and one for Def. I believe his copy should be arriving Thursday. So, that should be cool. Um, I... I'm sort of in between still unpacking from packs, sorting through the laundry, and getting ready to repack for Zenkai Con. And I should just leave my luggage as is and get ready for uh, Nauticons immediately afterwards. Um, People are starting to freak out at work because they're merging the two different banks and they're letting loose like higher up managers. And I'm like, we're peons at the bottom of the barrel. They're going... We don't have anything to worry about right now, so... You're not even worth an afterthought to them, are you? Pretty much. I mean, other guys in the department is, um... Are, like, thinking about looking for another job. I'm like, fuck it, I'm I'm riding this all the way out, so... Whatever. That's... And I figured out my my cosplay list for Zenkai. I'm doing Gardabelt, Ranma... Dr. Luigi, and I'm going to have formal Luigi for the formal ball, so. And I have yet... Yeah, I haven't decided if I'm doing the formal ball or not. And I have yet to pick up my PS3 because I just haven't had time. Tisk, tisk, tisk. I know! You'd think by now I would have had it, and I'd finish, and I'd watched all of Ronma one half, okay? <laughs> mm. Speaking I, of, don't forget that you need to bring that for me. Uh, the Blu-ray or the DVD? Blu-ray. Okay, um, I I will I will own your soul if something happens to it. I know. doesn't have a soul. Well then, um, her body will be hanging for, will be will be somewhere in my backyard. <sighs> yeah, and that's pretty much been um my week and my day. Except for the fact that I outsmarted one of my tech, uh, one of my co-workers. Uh, long story short, he needed a copy of file from his phone to his computer to send to Dell because he did like a little video of one of the machines acting, um, acting retarded. So, he says he needed a special micro USB cable. And I said, any USB cable will work, just need the drivers. We bet a dollar. Ten minutes later, I had loaded the default drivers to the, to the laptop, hooked up his phone, I'm like, there you go. Did he pay you the buck? Yes, yes, we, yes he did. We actually had a third person holding the money. 
<laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. We're gonna get things started. We have a lot to cover tonight, and um, when we get back, we're gonna kickstart all of that. So let me move the arrow over to where it should be, and there we go. All right. So we'll be back in just a bit.
If you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sista and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. Well, alrighty then. Okay, now... I'm looking at our, our outline, and it's like, here's what we got to talk about. But like I said before, some interesting things popped up in our laps, so I want to kind of get it out the way uh, first and foremost. And for some reason, the stupid uh, Skype computer decided to go into sleep mode, and the remote keyboard's not working. Come on, bring turn yourself back on. Come on. <sighs> <laughs> it's a good thing I have a media room, a media keyboard, okay? <laughs> I am so glad about that. Oh man. Ah, okay. There were actually um a couple of things I wanted to talk about, but I'm going to ditch one of them because I know Mako is going to go on a tirade and we'll be rushing to get through the rest of the rest of tonight's outline. But um, let me uh, cover this for a second. Now, I'm on. I'm. I. I don't tweet as much on Twitter as I used to. But from time to time, I do open up um, TweetDeck and I see what's going on. I see a few of my friends talking about some type of incident that happened at a con, and I'm like, "What the hell happened now?" So, a friend of mine, he pretty much linked me to this Tumblr article where, you know, on Tumblr, all you got to do is make a post about something. You are an expert and you have your degree in um, Tumblr at, from Tumblr State University. I think you get your PhD in bullshittery. But, long story short, um, people were working at a booth in Artist Alley and they came across this young girl who liked their stuff. And, you know, they hung out with her and she just kind of hung around the table per se. So, the next day, she, this young child runs up to the booth and tells them that some creepy dude um, was following her around and was trying to um, get her to come up to her room. Oh, dear. Yeah. So they have the girl hide behind the booth and everyone's like on their battle stations in case shit happens. Now, there was this like big buff looking dude that comes around looking at the table, and, and she kind of pointed when he was looking, that was the person. They kind of moved him along, and then they closed up shop. Parents came, pick up the child, and left. Did I forget to mention this was a brony convention? Oh. Yeah. It's like I said, you think furries get it, have it bad. This generation is either the Homestuckers or the bronies, okay? So... 
Anywho. And as I'm reading this, I'm like, you cannot be serious. And this person's like, this is why I hate bronies, da 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 and so on and so forth. So, I'm talking to a friend of mine about this. And he thinks it's bullshit. Now, but we've all been to cons for for years. Who besides me believes this article is bullshit? Anyone? Anyone? Yep. Probably because it, someone thought that seeing a seeing someone who wasn't in the target demographic for Friendship is Magic at a at a convention for My Little Pony that uh, struck them as odd, like they didn't believe it. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm getting from this at least. So you think it's bullshit too? Yeah, kinda. And the truth is, it is bullshit. I thought. Because, number one, don't you think if... Why would an 11-year-old girl run to people at a booth to tell them that some creepy dude was following her around and try to bring her up to the room? And just... It seems like this booth was picked out at random, too. Yeah, and also, I mean, not for nothing. An 11-year-old child is going to run to their parents first. And the parents are going to go to security. Exactly. And number two, let's say for the sake of argument, the child did go to the booth. Don't you think when they spotted that person, they would have called security or told security or something like that? Or at the very least, instigate a public shaming. It wouldn't be a public shaming, but still, you would have heard about it. And believe you me, something like this would not have just been on Tumblr. It would have been on some of the other uh, anime convention-related websites. Yeah, that shit would have made the rounds and been everywhere. Yes, and it would have been on ACML. And I am a member of ACML. And trust me, if something like that did pop up, <laughs> it would have been on our, on our list, more or less. And I mean, we've been not talking f- about this, that the entire time tonight. Mm. Well, yeah, but I mean, not for nothing, but if this was happening and so many people knew about it, mm-hmm. you knew that shit would be on Twitter before it even hap- before it even uh, hit Tumblr. Exactly. It'd be on Twitter and be like, what the hell is going on with this guy? And blah, 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 blah. It would be retweeted all over the place. Mm-hmm. Facebook would, ha- would have a bunch of crap on it. Yep. It would have been a trending topic, and I know staffers and that kind of sort of industry people. Trust me, it would have made the rounds. Then again, there was also there was also saying that um, the voice actresses for the Cutie Mark Crusaders were sexually harassed at Everfree Northwest. That was also debunked. Although it sounds a little more plausible. Yes, yeah, that one that one I can actually believe has happened only because I do know about some of the really crazy shit that voice actors are asked to do mm-hmm. um, or asked to sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is a story about Scott McNeil signing something. But anyhow, the, 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 one of the voice actresses actually came out and said that was uh, debunked. And then there was another story about how parents let their four-year-old go online and see... Very adult MLP stuff causing the child to never watch the series, the show again. Bullshit. Exactly. 
long and short of it, they pretty much said it was bullshit, not just because of that, they had the dates wrong as well. Pretty much, somebody wanted to be an attention whore. Mm. So, my thing is this, Tumblr writes, listen, if Tumblr's supposed to be the second coming of LiveJournal, I'm stick- I'm going back to LiveJournal, done and done. And number two, almost not, almost everything you see on Tumblr about what's going on is pretty much just bullshit. Somebody is making the post just to get notes to get to make the rounds. When you hear something, go to Snopes. Check a legitimate site, okay? Because nine times out of ten, if a legitimate site has a Tumblr, it's just for marketing purposes only. Ugh. <clears throat> Anywho. Now that I got that out of the way, I want to cover something else really quick. Now, the video for this has been pulled or privatized. Now, what's be? I don't know about y'all, but I had I've had birthday parties growing up, but not but I never had like this cartoon character or whatever show up at my party. I had neighbors who had that. Oh, okay. The one or two years. That's pretty cool. I was in the costume at one point. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, we had a we had a block party and rented a uh, Barney costume. And I was Barney for a good two hours. I love you, kick to the knee. You love me, yeah, kick to the I knee. Yeah, I was almost hit by a car. <laughs> at least you had some, at least you had something to, to cushion your fall. Yeah, that, that still wasn't fun. I know. They actually came back around and uh They tried to finish the job. Oh god. <laughs> Luckily, um like the block party, it there was a lot of cops there. Mm-hmm. So uh one of the guys took down the license plate number on the second go round cuz it was it was two teenage girls driving really really fast. And uh yeah, their asses got pulled over and they got a ticket and all that good happy horse crap. Grand Theft Barney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, but uh, seriously, now... I probably looked at you like you had bonus points attached to you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even go there. Hey, Candy Jam says, Barney scared me as a kid. Don't worry. Barney scared kids, teenagers, and adults. Done and done. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, I have, I have a couple of friends who dress up in these in these outfits or you know and they go and they do, they do these parties and one of them you now she does the, the various Disney princesses which I think is pretty cool and you know a lot of these companies will hire I guess people to wear the costumes to appear and so forth and you know when doing so there's always marketing there is this company called Party Stars now we've seen this before us, them. My earliest conver- re- recollection of that is when Funko Land first started. They were like, this is what retailers think when they want to buy your game. Is they show them closing the door. This is what we think when we want to buy your game. And it shows a fistful of money, you know? Uh, and you're like, that's those commercials. Pr- yeah, those were pretty cool. And with Party Stars, they do something similar to that. But what they do is us. They show people in cosplay, you know, in, I say in costumes, and they go, them. They show someone in cosplay, but what they're doing is they're showing you our costumes are on spot, perfect. 
Their costume, not so much. Now, I, I saw... I didn't watch the video, but I saw the picture, and I can kind of understand where the person is coming from because they were comparing Elsa and Anna. Now, there's one cosplayer, I forget her name. Her Elsa cosplay, everyone says that she did it the way it suits her, which is cool, and I respect that. But looking at it, I guess to me, it didn't look like Elsa because the top was a corset, which is, I can understand why Party Stars kind of targeted her, which I still think isn't fair. And they're pretty much saying, you know, or some cosplayers are saying, why go to a cosplayer who's going to fuck up the outfit when we have legitimate costumes to do it? Now, you know, unless you have permission from Disney, you can't be doing shit like that. So, pretty much, a few cosplayers went on their Facebook page asking why are they doing this and doing that. And the long story short is, they're saying to compare and show that they are a better value than somebody else, which I think is kind of fucked up in its own right. Well, anytime you're comparing a cosplayer to basically, you know somebody wearing what is a professional costume, mm -hmm. there's going to be differences. Of course. But the fact that um, they got called out for using the real names of things mm -hmm. when they are not, you know, licensed to be able to use them and had to start switching everything to Snow Queen and shit like that shows yep. you just what kind of company it is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I remember stories of Disney going after local daycare centers just because they had they had Disney characters painted on the walls for the kids. I've heard of that. I've also heard of Disney going after people for for using their font as well. It it all depends mm -hmm. on Disney isn't going to go after small time things. Mm -hmm. Disney is going to go after big things. If you're like if these daycare centers are theming themselves off of like you know a day in Disneyland or something like that Disney's gonna jump on that shit if you are using the Disney font in your you know personal business Disney's gonna jump on that shit if you're just painting a picture and you're not selling it Disney's not gonna give a shit mm -hmm. they shouldn't anyway no, they pr most likely they won't. <clears throat> no, and because because there's an artistic license thing. Yeah. Um, it's like the uh, the one artist that does all of the uh, Disney princesses um, crossed over with Doctor Who. There are enough differences to what she's doing that she's not going to get called out on it. You know, she's not targeting Disney. She's not saying specifically that it's you know. Princess Jasmine, it's like she names it something else, and there are enough differences in the art style that, like, Disney really can't do anything about it. But something like this, where this company is making these costumes and going, oh yes, it's Elsa and it's Anna, and no, you can't do that. It's not a Frozen party. You can't have a Frozen party. Mm-hmm. You can have frozen party supplies for your winter festival party or some shit like that. But when you start marketing and making money, specifically calling it frozen or yeah. something like that, that's when they're going to come down on your asses. Ka-ching. 
And as Dark Tetsuya says, I'm no expert on the subject, but don't homemade costumes usually win out over store-bought ones anyway? Most of the time. You're also looking at what could be a first-time cosplayer mm-hmm. and, you know, somebody that professionally makes costumes. Yes. And it being that kind of thing, not necessarily that one is store-bought and one is not. So that's pretty much the difference. I mean, I mean, I know those who are who do who do make like the the party appearances. These are cosplayers I know who have been doing this for years. So they pretty so they damn you're welcome. They pretty much have a damn good idea of what to do. Because my thing is this. I mean, if you want to run a business, that's fine. But there's no reason for you to like point out at a cosplayer just to make your business look better than everybody else's. You know. Yeah, that's that's kind of a bullshit thing to do. All right. But at the at the same time, these parties are being targeted to like, you know, really young kids. Mhm. These really young kids aren't going to give a shit if, you know, the sparkles are correct on the corset or if it's a corset or not. You're They're going to think, "Oh, wow." Like- Exactly. They're going to say, oh my god, it's Elsa. Oh my god, it's Anna. Oh my god, it's, you know, Mickey and Minnie or Buzz and Woody and all of that. They're not going to give a shit about the quality of the costume as long as it looks remotely like the character. Mm-hmm. And the ca- that is and the, all they're going to give a shit about. The, and the person that's in the character is also going to, you know, have that personality as well. Mm-hmm. So... My sister threw... <clears> there <throat> were a uh, Disney princess party for my uh, niece when she when she turned one. You could, it was a, a bell they had, I believe. What was but, that? Uh, I can barely hear you. It was bell that they had. Mm. It was uh, the week. I think it was yeah. It was the weekend of Otakon last year. I had to go make an appearance at that. <clears throat> but uh, the in all honesty, I had seen other Disney princesses that weekend at Otakon. Yeah. And the the cosplayers actually looked better. Mm-hmm. Then again, there was a fact that that my niece would not have remembered anything that happened that day anyway, so... Yeah, the, the people that come in and go crazy on first birthday shit. Like, today I sold somebody almost $300 worth of crap for her daughter's second birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, your kid ain't gonna remember jack shit. You're doing this for yourself. Of course the kid's going to remember because mommy and daddy has a very expensive camcorder and they're going to record all of this and as the kid gets older and starts dating and bringing dates home, the parents are going to break the videotapes, the recordings out and show it to them, embarrassing the child, causing the child to be in therapy for the next 25 years. That doesn't mean the kid's going to remember it. That just means that there's, you know, proof. Of course. And blackmail stuff, but, but the, that does kid, not mean that the kid's going to remember. Of co- the kid's not going to remember, but depends on what you remember it is. You remember this. Stop it, Dad. Mom, you're embarrassing me. I don't remember me. anything before high school, much less what happened my first or second parties. I try not to remember my high school. I can remember the themes I had. I don't remember the shit that happened. 
I went to a bowling alley one year. I went roller skating when I was 17. I went laser tag when I was 18. Uh, I went to see Rocky Horror when I was... No, Rocky Horror was 17. Mm. That sounds like a really cool party. Laser tag was 18. Hmm. Roller skating... No, roller skating was 18. Laser tag was 19. All right. All right, and last thing that we can get back on here. Now, we've heard of Wizard World. I People have started to call them the Walmart of conventions because almost every month there is a Wizard World co- convention in some state or something like that. Yeah, I, I know of it because on my feed I had subscribed to Jason David Frank stuff, and like every, like, at least once a week you see a uh, post for some Wizard World con where he's appearing. Mm-hmm. Which, A, good for him, but, you know, it starts to get... They start to uh, run into one another. Gotcha. But check this out. This this came through. Someone took a picture of, at, I guess, at a re- recent Wizard World or something like that. No cameras with detachable lenses are permitted on the show floor without written permission of Wizard World. Attendees not adhering to this policy may be escorted from the convention floor without refund. Somewhere, Ron Liddell just wrapped his car around a telephone pole reading that. (laughs) Ron Liddell, Kevin Lillard, uh, Eurobeat King, the list goes on. Now, I've already seen some people like, you know what, fuck Wizard World, This this is the last straw, I'm done. My thing is this, how hard is it to sit there and just send them an email for permission? I mean, if you're press, you might be able to get that along with your press yeah. pass, provided they don't treat you like second-class citizens. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, I understand that. But even if you're not press, sending an email, you know, how hard is it? And I know everybody that has an SLR has at least another camera they can bring with them. I mean, really. And I can understand why they're saying this, because... By default, if you walk around with an SLR with a big lens, you are a professional photographer. You're going to take these pictures and sell them. Wizard World's going to be pissed because they're not getting a cut of the pay. No, you're uh, just of an, course they yeah, do. Uh, no, you're just an amateur photographer that wants to take pictures and put them on the blog and go about their busy little day. It's yeah, that, that it really makes absolutely no sense. And as one amateur can use big huge lenses too yeah and as one person said it's wizard it's ridiculous i am done they pushed out the cosplay groups now the photographers they barely have retailer booths anymore what's next and next thing you know people are trying to discuss figure out what is the show floor some people are saying the show floor is when you walk into the expo hall itself or when you walk into the entire convention center itself could be taken anyway so hey hmm All right, now that we got that out the way, um, Maka, why don't you go ahead and take the first article? No, thank you. Why not? Because it's something that you found, and I have no idea what I'm reading. I put it on the outline. Yeah, I am just loading it up now. Okay, fine. I, I will go ahead and take the first article. Now, this is a, this is a name... I haven't heard from in years. Sakura Wars? No, Chisayokiyama. Huh. 
Most people know her as the voice of Sasami from Tenchi Muyo. Others know her as Yuna from Galaxy Fraudulent Yuna. And others know her as Sakura Shingiji from Sakura Wars or Sakura Tyson. Well, she's pregnant. She's Yokoyama, the 44-year-old lead actress in Sakura Wars and other series, announced Saturday she is five months with her first child. She also revealed that she is anxious about this because she had a miscarriage in the early stages of her pregnancy last year. She kept this news confidential from everyone except an extremely small group that included her relatives. Now that she's in her fifth month, she felt ready to announce her current pregnancy. While she cannot feel completely at ease yet, she said that she is getting through this calmly with the support of everyone around her. She married the basis of the rock band Tripolism in 2009. And as I said, she's known for Sakura Shinkuji and Sakura Tyson, Sasami from Tenshi Muyo, Yuna from Galaxy Fraudulent Yuna, and Biscuit Kruger from the series Hunter Cross Hunter or Hunter X Hunter, however you want to say it. So good for her. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I just, that just caught me completely off because I find myself looking for her music from time to time because I have two of her CDs when she did a live concert here in the U.S. years ago. I actually have that on VHS somewhere, but I do have like the concert CDs. I have the American and I have a and a Japanese version I got from a friend of mine. So I was just, I'm just really caught off there. I was like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it's like. She's still relevant. You know? And as someone said in the for- on the Anime News Network forums, I haven't heard from her since the days of Lunar 2 and Sakura Tyson. Congrats. So, you know... Yay, congrats and all that. So she just she looks she has that look of surprise and relief, so you know. Yeah, as long as she's happy about it, you know. Yep. Alright. Now that we got that up the way, um who wants to take the next story? I'll take it. Go for it. <coughs> A live-action anime adaptation of Kite, starring Samuel L. Jackson, has been acquired by Anchor Bay. Oh, goody. I thought I actually thought for a split second this was coming straight to the theaters, but... Eh. Anchor Bay has taken U.S. and Kit, the U.S. and Canadian rights to Kite. The live-action adaptation... The live-action adaptation of Yasuomi Umetsu's cult Japanese anime about a schoolgirl assassin hunting down the human trafficker she believes are responsible for her parents' death. India Isley from Underworld Awakening stars as the young and lethal Sawa opposite Samuel L. Jackson as Inspector Carl Aker, a renegade cop and the ex-partner of Sawa's father, who firmly believes to, to succeed he has to take the law into his own hands. Callan McAuliffe... McAuliffe, something like that. McAuliffe mm-hmm. from Underworld and I Am Before, co-stars Oburi. South African director Ralph Zimmerman took over the he took the helm from the late David R. Ellis last year and scripted the picture himself. The original anime was known for its extreme violence, nudity, and sexuality, including controversial scenes of rape that got a Metsu's kite banned in some countries. The live-action cut is produced by Anat Singh and Distant Horizon's Brian Cox. 
Moises Coiso and Alberto Muffelman of Detail are executive producers. Anchor Bay deals cover... Anchor Bay's deal covers theatrical, home entertainment, digital, and VOD rights, while Weinstein Company took international last year out of Cannes. Singh negotiated the death with Alan Grodin and Weintraub Tobanchidai Coleman Grodin for Distant Horizon. Sounds like somebody didn't do a proper grammar check on this article. Yeah, maybe they just forgot to put some commas somewhere. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's, I know it's been a while since we heard about the Kite uh, live-action film. Fucking pronounce that wrong. Yeah, don't even worry about it. But at least we know it's actually it's actually coming out soon. And I am curious to see how this is going to be. But I will watch the anime first. So I have like a good idea of what I'm getting myself into. And I will be getting the um, international uh, uncut version of that. Yeah, the, I, I, I have the movie somewhere lying around. It's... Mm. It's crazy. <laughs> I believe it. And as Candy Jam says, so the moral police are going to be all over it. The moral police are all over everything. And in some places, we call them the Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> Shots fired. <sighs> okay. All right, Mako, you take the next one, because I know you're pretty hyped about that. Yeah, um, so the Fucking official moony. website, for, I, I know we mentioned this last week, um, but there's more information coming out now. Um, basically, the official website for Sailor Moon uh, reported that there's going to be a special stage event at the uh, Nico Nico uh, convention on April 27th at 4 p.m., which is going to be 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the website reported that the event will unveil the cast for the new Pretty Guardian, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Crystal anime, and all five main cast members from the stage musical will also appear. Um, the new anime's director, the producer, and um, the manga's editor, Fumio uh, Osana, will be there um, as well. Uh, people that are attending the event are going to receive a special postcard with the anime's uh, key visual. It's going to be streamed live through their website, and uh, we're also hoping, or um, they're also kind of possibly going to be uh, talking about the second musical as well. That sounds pretty good. I, everybody is thinking that, um, uh, I cannot remember her name, is coming back to reprise her role as Usagi Tsukino. Gatona Mitsuhishi, yeah. That's what everybody is think is assuming. Well, the whole thing is, it was rumored when this was first announced that the voice actors and voice actresses were coming back to reprise their roles. Um, with all of the delays and the rumors that part of those delays were for, um, because they couldn't decide on voice actors. Um, basically everybody's figuring out now that it's that they're not going to be coming back. Well, they did say uh, the original Usagi and Memoru were supposed to be making appearances, but I think they had said they weren't coming back under the original roles. Yeah, I mean we'll nothing see. at all mm -hmm. has been said. Um, basically the original voice actor uh, actors for Usagi and Memoru 
they basically said if they aren't able to reprise their roles, they do want to help at some point in the new project. They they want to basically be part of it because they were part of, you know... The original version. The original, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but truthfully, I while I think they would have no issues coming back to, you know, do all those voices... I think with the amount of time that has passed, that they're probably going to... Not sound exactly the same? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not even thinking, like, by them. I'm thinking with the amount of time that's passed, I'm guessing that the uh, production companies and all of that would rather use names that are popular mm -hmm. now to voice instead of, you know keeping with the original but yeah. at the same time with the popularity of the original it's very very possible that they'll go hey you know what we're gonna keep everything the same and no i i really honestly i would like them to keep maybe the original queen serenity i wouldn't mind that you see what but... i wouldn't mind is wait, if wait, wait, wait. they would take the younger voices and give those voice actors older roles. Because this this anime isn't supposed to be as child-friendly, mm -hmm. I want to say, yeah. as the original. More closer so it, to the manga? Yeah, it's supposed yes. to be closer to the manga, and it's supposed to be darker. And while she's 14, she's supposed... Like, she's not, you know... A crybaby in the manga. Mm -hmm. She well, cried not as much. Well, she, she started cried. out that yeah. way, but she learned very, very mm -hmm. quickly, and she aged very, very quickly. She matured quick. Yeah, she matured very, very quickly. So I can't see the same, you know, hyper crybaby kind of stuff being acceptable in the new one. Or so just that's in general what... nowadays. Well, no. I mean, depending on the depending on the show that would still be acceptable but this is like if they're trying to base it so closely to the manga it's not going to be you know a bunch of teenagers acting like teenagers it's going to be a bunch of teenagers acting like heroes mm -hmm. when minako comes onto you know onto the screen she's not going to be you know squealing over boys she's going to be acting like a leader and she's not necessarily needing a high-pitched voice to show her youth. She's going to have a harder voice. So I... Unless the voice actors can do that and still, you know, bring in that same sound, I think they're going to go with a completely new cast. I'd like to see them give the old actors just a little cameo, like uh, in The Last Day of the Doctor episode where they had Tom Baker like snuck in the background mm -hmm. well that's what I was saying like um, the old voice of Usagi can be you know the new Usagi's mother and that, yeah that's what I was thinking you know bring them back as adult um, characters but my thing is this if you bring back the original cast you're going to have people who watch the original anime as soon as they hear the original voices they're going to assume it's going to be like the original anime, and people are gonna start bitching that is not a remake of the anime or something like that. And I, and this is something that that they have said several times. And I, I'm calling this now. 
not even five episodes after, people are going to bitch that it's not like the original anime. Even though they said this is not a remake of the anime, it's a retelling of the manga. It's going to be closer to the manga. Same thing when PGSM came out. When they introduced the Senshi, it went on its own little track and people bitched. Same thing with X-Men, Captain America, Fantastic Four, all the Marvel and DC movies. It went on its own little tangent and people bitch because it was not like the original. And as I said once, I'll say it again. If they did it directly from the original source material, do you think most people are going to sit there and watch it? No, they're going to get up and leave. And as my friend Lauren said... Not that not mention with the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, you mm-hmm. have to pack... Like, they're, they're condensing 50, like, 50 plus years of uh, comic book history into a two, two hour movie. Of course, some liberties are going to have to be taken. Yeah. Now, as my friend Lawrence said, um, when they do these adaptations, like the Marvel movies, they were they are not meant for the fans. These were meant to bring new people in. Because the fans... Be fans of the stuff and enjoy it. Yeah. The fans already know the source material. It's new people that don't know are going to watch it. And then they're going to start collecting the comics and so on and so forth. You know, and as and there's and we're talking about that in the chat at live.vognetwork.com. And Dark Tetsuya makes a valid point, as he said, sort of like what they did on Thundercats reboot. Lionel's original voice actor came back as a new one as his father. Yeah, and I think that would, I think that would appease the older fans. Knowing that while it's not the voices that they're used to, they didn't just, you know, throw them away. Mm-hmm. So I think that really will appease the older fans. Yeah. And as Candy Jam, she also says, um, it's not like the Turtle movies, movie, which is trying to be the old, but it's trying to be its own thing. Yeah. The new Turtles movie, it's a it's supposed to be more darker and grittier like the original, so it's not a reboot of the original tr- four movies, but more of a retelling from the mo- from the comic books. So, yeah. And Hockey Common asks if the continuation of the series will depend on the sales of toys. <laughs> Considering how much the toys have sold before the series is even out, I don't think there's a question. Yeah. At all. But I also don't think that it's good. The old series was based very, very loosely around the manga because the mm-hmm. manga wasn't finished. It, and the manga came out monthly, so there was a lot of filler episodes. Mm-hmm. Right now, the manga is complete. So they probably already know the exact amount of episodes that it would take to get from the beginning to the end. And my guess is that it will be a 52 episode season. I, I don't think it's going to be 52. I think Maybe it's... Maybe 39. No. I, I really... No. I think it's going to be closer to 100 episodes, because what I think they're going to do, they're going to quote-unquote add filler. And what I mean by quote-unquote add filler is, as you know, when you read the Sailor Moon manga, it goes by really quick. Some stuff is not explained. So you're assuming shit as you go along. I think that they're going to go into details on certain things that happen in the manga. That's what I think is going to happen. 
See, I don't. Th- I think they're going okay. to stick to be extremely close to the manga. They might go off, and the fifty-six, uh, the the fifty-two episodes. It's still giving them time to be able to go off and do what they need to do. I mean, you figure the the manga wasn't that long. Well, it's the manga not was a like, very long run manga. I think it was like thirty-six chapters. Um. Yeah, so you're thinking 36 chapters, each one of those is an episode, you're still getting filler episodes. You're still getting two episodes for the final battle. I don't think it's going to be any longer than one 52-episode season. If it is, that's great, and I will be very, very happy for it, but because they said that they're trying to do it cl- as close to the manga as possible. I don't think they're going to extend it any further okay. than 52. All right. Um I'm trying I'm re- I'm according to like to the original release that was first came out, it's 52 chapters. Um 42 from start to finish and the, of of supers and then 10 acts for stars. I can only imagine what they would like if there would be like some kind of weird throwback to the uh, the the first time it came over to America and where they uh, chop up and uh, edit the uh, episodes in a bunch of clumsy and uh, unprofessional ways. I think uh, like the, like I think uh, was it like the last five episodes got like brown down to the two or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, now. In the here's the thing now, in the re-release put out by Kodansha, which is the correct, I would say is the correct uh, listing, sixty chapters. All right, so it very well may be, because if you do one episode per chapter, not that it needs one episode per chapter. Wait, I'm just but saying, if you do one episode mm-hmm. per chapter plus a couple of extra to extend battles. And to add stuff in, it's still not a hundred episodes. Mm-hmm. All right, so they might get away with uh, seventy-two. Who knows? But I'm just saying, it's not going to be legit filler. It's just that they're going to fill in like stuff to explain certain things in the series. Mm-hmm. Expand the uh, chapters a little bit. To yeah. Fill the, fit the runtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not if just they, new if they're arcs not... and enemies, compl- like cut from whole cloth. Yeah, if they're not going to do, like, one 52-episode season, they will probably do three 26-episode seasons. Yeah. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase, NIGHT. Yeah, because Sailor Moon has some pretty ugly-ass uh, filler arcs. It's some, uh, you know, and reading the manga, the manga is deep as fuck, and it's like, mm-hmm. damn. Alright. It's like the people who made the filler arcs for Naruto read the old Sailor Moon, saw the old Sailor Moon anime and thought, we can do better than that. We can do mm. better than that. Yeah. Uh, wh- what really was that here. about Dragon Ball GT? <laughs> what was that about a series of Kiryu Toriyama doesn't know about? Mm-hmm. No, what, was, what, was about uh, what is that about a series a Kiryu Toriyama has personally decanonized? There you go. <laughs> all right, let's continue uh, with all, right. all this. Well, I, honestly, if 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 we look, if I'm looking at the outline, we're, we're 
Well, almost. We're almost there. I mean, we're doing a really good time, so I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, yeah, and we've gone off on a couple of tangents. Yeah, because I, I think because I kind of controlled some of what what I what had to be said. You also didn't include everything that uh, was going to be on there. True. Now, if we head on over to uh, our Facebook page at Anime Jam Session, as I said before, we have a new to- a new portion of the show called the Open Forum Topic. Well, every Tuesday, we'll at around noon, uh, Eastern Standard Time, we'll ask a question. Just go ahead and answer it any way you can, and we'll read it right on the air. We'll either read your real name or your pen name or cosplay name if we put it in parentheses. If I know you, and I know you have a cosplay name, I will always read that off. So, And I also got to get a theme song for this, so I just decide on one. But, this week's open forum topic... What is the most amount of money you have spent, or what was the most expensive merch you have bought in the dealer's room at one convention? Before we go around the room and in the chat, let's go ahead and see what people have said on our Facebook page. Uh, Nemesis47 says, Close to $200 at my last NDK by getting Nekomimi ears and the whole Madoka DVD series, which cost it more online at the time. Got the later for around 90 bucks, which was 30 bucks a volume. Bobby Steele says, I spent $147 on a box set at Les Chevalier Dion. Don't remember which con I bought that expensive box set, but I do remember I bought it at one of the Florida cons I went to. Candy Jam says, $500 in one day for a bunch of official merch I later sold. There's nothing wrong with flipping it and making a good profit. As long as you make the profit. Yes. If you didn't make the profit, that kind of sucks. Uh, Michelle says, uh, personally, probably around $60 for a figure. Our good friend Saya says, I don't think I've ever spent much in a dealer's room. I've gotten some fun bento stuff cheap, or maybe a plush I couldn't live without, but the expensive stuff I want is hard to find and rarely at conventions. Like old Sailor Moon toys. Okay, now, I remember at one time the most expensive thing I wanted to buy was the Ronma one half VHS box set of the OVAs, which were going for $99. And by the time I got to the dealer's room, it had already sold out. Now, I can say, recently, the most expensive thing I purchased at a con, and Mako-chan was there for it, my Astro A40s, which I paid $127 for. Yeah, you've you've done a couple of... uh... A couple of different ones with uh, tech more than, you know, well, I think anime it, figures and crap well, like that. Well, I think of that as also as merch, because it's versatile anyway, but I don't remember going, I don't remember at any anime con spe- dropping that much money all at once. I mean, most I've spent in a dealer's room is like 60 to $70 over the weekends, you know? And I think before that, the most I spent was my first Katsukon when I picked up the Run One Half uh, art book and the two import mugs, which ran me about seventy bucks altogether, something like that, give or take. Um, Ari, what's the most you've dropped at an anime con? Uh, 
Well, like you said, it, it wasn't at one point. It was uh, over the weekend. Yeah. The entire Christmas weekend. It was an Oticon a couple years ago. Like, uh, I think before we started doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I must have spent like 90, 100 bucks, like, throughout the weekend. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get, uh, you know, really trying to stop myself from doing, like, impulse purchases. Because, right. you know, budget and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in all honesty, I don't even remember what the hell I bought. I know that sounds really weird, but I just can't think of it for the life of me. It happens. I mean, you're buying a lot of stuff, and it's like, wow. I remember I got this and that, but what was the rest of it, you know? Oh, hey, look what I got. Oh, wait, how am I going to get it home? (laughs) Do you know how many times I've heard that shit? (laughs) Especially when you take the bus down. (laughs) I know some places have, they have uh, FedEx or Mm -hmm. UPS booths. And they will ship the shit out for you. I think one year Oticon had a giant uh, post bo- PO box. I mean, a, a, a like mailbox, and you could just drop shit into. But also, what's pretty cool is most hotels have a business center and a FedEx or a UPS place. So, right there. Mm-hmm. No excuses. All right. What about yeah, you? I think, I think one of the things I remember was a sword, but that's about it. Mm. Uh, what about you, Marco? Um, the first or second Anime Next that I went to, I dropped a shit ton of money on figures. Mm. I got, um, Vincent, Cloud, and Sephiroth, the figures from the Advent Children movie. Yeah. And at some point, I don't remember if it was that same convention or a later convention, I got um, a Tenchi figure, a Ryoko figure, and I think I got Ayaka too. Mm. And I don't remember when I got them. I just know that I got them. <laughs> now, are they all in the same box together? Because if you know they are, you know they're fighting over Tenchi. Um, my Tenchi <laughs> ones are in the same are in one box. Yeah, they're all in. They're all in the same box. I think you should go to that box and make sure to and break up the fight. <laughs> At least now that I'm thinking about it, I might not have gotten Ayaka. I know right. I got Tenchi and I know I got Ryoko, but I think I got Aika too. You can pose them on your shelves like they're pulling on his arms, trying to pull him towards the one or the other. No, that's a classic photo shoot. To, that's a classic photo to do, which I did once. Absolutely not. Bullshit. They do not come out of that box. The uh, Sailor Mercury figure I packed—I I only just opened up a couple weeks ago and uh, trying to position it the way I want and. Uh, I actually have all these little extra head and face pieces in a little Ziploc baggie, which look can look really weird when taken out of context. Like, <laughs> like someone's like going through my shit and holds this, I'm like, the fuck is this? <laughs> the fuck is this? The fuck is that? <laughs> the f- Ironically enough, that's the uh, position I have her on the shelf. Like, she's looking at her computer, like she just saw some like horrible fan art or something like that. She's doing, and she's like the fuck is this? <laughs> I've seen someone do that. I've seen that. <laughs> no, I'm one of those fans. I'm sorry. I, I Don't take it out of the box, otherwise it'll lose value. Or sentimental value. I buy value. two. Yeah. Oh. So one can stay in the box and be pristine, and the other one I can play with. Which is why I have two uh, SHF Figure Art Sailor Venus on pre-order. Did you do the uh, 
Japanese pre-order or the American pre-order? American the Japanese one. ones released. Uh, the Japanese ones were releasing uh, the end of this week. No, I got the American ones because number one, it's free shipping over thirty-five dollars on Amazon, and number two, it comes out two days before my birthday. Mm. <laughs> and if we go into the chat room here, uh, Candy Champ says that anime bosses she spent four hundred over four hundred fifty dollars on a game with a friend of hers, seeing who could outbuy who. Jesus Christ, who let you near the gold card? Did you win the competition at least? I know, right? Um, Jay Green says he's ready to drop two hundred bucks on a limited edition Hasbro masterpiece Soundwave. And HockeyCom asks if it can play audio cassettes, and this current generation is asking, what's an audio cassette? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, says he, the most he spent was 15 bucks for a, for a Minecraft plushie, which is pretty cool. And Candy Jeff says she won the contest with a half-naked Ichigo Kurosaki body pillow. That might... I, you could have just been fine with saying yes. <laughs> you didn't even the other part. <laughs> That's no different from Mako with a half-naked solid snake body pillow, okay? Oh my god, I wish. <laughs> Seriously, fun that shit. You know, you just go on DeviantArt and ask someone to uh, do that, and they'll print you out a design for it, or cook one up for you. I'm like, because I've seen it happen. I've seen like shit like that come up in my uh, deviation feed. Oh, I kind of wish I hadn't seen some of them, but you know, that's DeviantArt. You, you do realize you we just you just we just gave her ideas, okay? We shouldn't be doing that to her. Yeah, I know. All right. But she hasn't really tossed the idea around in her head before anyway. But now she's going to be tossing it, all right. Yeah, anyway. Um, there is one thing that I want that I haven't seen in a couple of conventions that I've been to. Mm-hmm. And it used to be all over the place. Um, the Gundam, uh, the metal figure, the, the big metal Mm-hmm. Uh, Gundam. Yeah. For Gundam Zero, I've wanted that, and I can't find it anymore. Oh uh, wow! Because I know that one was going for at one point 120. I would imagine it's even more now. Wow. Now, before we get into silly news from Japan and officially open the Skype line, um, have you seen that new Avril Lavigne video? I watched it. What the fuck? It's Japanese. That doesn't explain anything. You, that just makes it um, worse. This is just no, going to give it, people... It explains quite a bit, actually. Before you get into it, I'm just going to say, this is just going to give people ideas to start mentioning her name in con forums to have her as a musical guest. You do realize this. Fuck. I don't... I don't think so. Avril Lavigne has been extremely, extremely popular in Japan. So I am not at all surprised that she's making music videos and making music specifically for the Japanese market. Especially with girlfriend in Japanese. 
Eh. Mm. So no, I'm not at all surprised. And as Scarlet says, this shit is bananas. Oh god. <laughs> Okay, we're going to go ahead and open the Skype line. If you have any questions for us, if you want to talk about something we discussed here, or you have something for us, go ahead and Skype us at Anime Jam Session. All calls will be limited to four to five minutes. And as Scarlett said, the 2000s call, they want Gwen Stefani's shtick back. (laughs) I love you guys. And as ActDev says, Avril Lavigne's video is pretty much copying um, the point, 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 point video. video by uh, Carrie Pamu Pamu. Uh oh, cat bite. More shots fired. Mm, maybe. Who knows? All right, let's go ahead and get early. Um, I'll cover this. This doesn't really fall under weird news, but surprising news. Japan Virtual Store Hatsune Miku to tour with Lady Gaga. Well, at least one of the people involved is weird. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually surprised that Lady Gaga's into, you know, the whole Miku thing. Alright, before we even get into the first, before we even get into it, we already have our first call. You are on the air with Anime Jam Session, who we had the honor of speaking with. Hello, caller. We can't hear you. Hello? Please tell me um, the Skype computer is acting retarded. I think the Skype computer is acting retarded. Hold on. Everything is the way it should be. We can't hear you, bro. We cannot hear you. If it's not one thing, it's another. Live radio, everyone. I'm going to check the Skype computer, make sure everything is set the way it should be, and... Can't hear you. Okay. I, I cannot hear you. Now we can, can hear you! you. Hey! Hey, we can... Uh, your speakers are on. We can hear you, I bro. cannot hear you. Uh, let me try again on the, on the, on the PC, uh, if I you can, can hear, hear me. Sure, no problem, bro. All right. Uh, that was our friendly neighborhood Mexican act deaf, so he's going to try giving us a call back. So let's go ahead and try to finish, uh, kickstart this. Pretty much, the Pixel Pop Princess Hatsune Miku, uh, will perform three in 3D alongside a band of real musicians starting in Atlanta on May 6th. Talk about being totally mainstream. And as Lady Gaga tweeted, my favorite digital pop star, Hatsune Miku, is opening the art pop ball from May 6th to June 3rd. I'm just... So if she's really into Vocaloid, then good for her. Oh yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And Hatsune's turn is turn on tour with Lady Gaga, one of the biggest names in American music, thanks to a flamboyant style that blends elements of David Bowie with Madonna, comes ahead of support by fellow Asian superstars Crayon Pop. And we, I think we talked about them briefly before. Uh, let's see, the South Korean girl group topped K-pop charts last year with the danceable ditty Bar Bar Bar, featuring signature helmets and piston-style line dancing, which went viral on YouTube. 
That five piece are set to join Lady Gaga on the second half of their North American tour, playing more than a half a dozen gigs. The Art Pop Ball will head overseas in August with dates in Japan, South Korea, Australia, and much of Europe. Hey, you know what's interesting? There are more people are are buying tickets just to see Hatsune Miku. They don't care that it's Lady Gaga, but it's Hatsune Miku. <laughs> wow. All right. Now let's go ahead and try this again. You are on with Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking with? Hello? Hello, caller. Not again. Uh, I swear, if it's not one thing, it's another. We, bro, we, we cannot hear you at all. Oh, man. What is going on tonight? Everything is set the way it should be. Bro, we, we, cannot, we cannot hear you at all. I don't know if it's the connection or what, but we cannot hear you. Oh, I'm going to check something one more time and make sure everything is set. Alright, everything is set the way it should be. All the wiring is set, so... We cannot hear you. I don't, I don't care. I don't know what's going on tonight. I don't know what's happening. There we go. We heard you just then. We just heard you. Uh. Hello? Hey. Don't act, know if you can hear me. Act if we can, can barely you. hear you. Alright. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to kill this one. Um if somebody else would like to call in, make sure um if this is working, it should be working. I have not changed the settings and there's no reason for me to change the settings, so if anybody else want to call in and, and give our official Skype line a try, we are on an Anime Jam session. Alright. Alright, who wants to take the next article? Uh, what me to do? Go for it. Ten people attacked by Monkey and Nagano since April 7th. Oh my god. Oh god, Scarlet. She goes, it's just part of Gaga's trying too hard tour. Not fired. Anyway. Police in Ueda, Nagano Prefecture said Friday that ten people had been attacked by a monkey in a mountainous area since April 7th. Oh, jeez. Hello? Hey, hey, we heard somebody. Okay, I, got, I can kind of hear you guys, but it's really breaking up. Hold on. Can you hear us now? Yeah, it's like you guys are very, very far away. Oh! Turn your turn them headphones up. Like turn my headphones up. Oh God! Don't you even. Uh, Sorry, I was set up it for it. It says the connection between is medium. Hmm. All right. So for those of you who don't know, who are we uh, so, chatting yeah, with? Now you guys completely broke out. Hello. Hey, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah, I think something might have happened. Uh. Um, something's wrong. Oh no. We might have to blame the Skype gods for this one. Everything... Wait, hold on here. Can you hear us? Yes! There we go! Yay! We have connection! Yes, and who are we on the Skype line with? We have Candy Jam. 
Yes, I just figured out what it was. Skype decided to change the input so you couldn't hear us. Damn Skype gods. Oh, that is terrible. Yeah, I decided to be tester because you guys must be sick of me by now. Actually, no. The more the merrier. We don't care. <laughs> um, but I did wanna. Um, I was wanting to talk about um that uh convention drama. There actually was a guest that was removed from the con. Ooh. Yes, um, I'm not really, like, I, I like My Little Pony, but I'm not really up to date on, like, Brony info and whatnot, but it was somebody called Final Draft, um, he was actually removed from the convention on Saturday. Why? What did um, he do? apparently there was a fight or something. There was something that caused the, um the staff great issue and they had him removed and from what I was reading when I was trying to find out more about that whole 11 year old girl story was he was playing the victim all over Twitter and the heads had actually come out and come out with like an official statement about how he was um, being kind of uppity and that he had started like a fight or something Uh. so you know that actually kind of debunked the other story even more that something like this had occurred and it was already trending Jesus Christ on a stick. Um, but other than that, up to like the more upbeat stuff, I actually kind of think that it's really cool that Lady Gaga is into Miku. Like, I actually kind of always thought that maybe she was inspired by anime. Like, I know a lot of people always thought, oh, she's inspired by like obscure model fashion, but a lot of times I always kind of felt like, I kind of feel like she's taking from anime and like interpreting it. Alright, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, it's totally awesome. I'm glad the Skype um, works. Um, um, Also, um, you guys rock. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. All right. And that was Candy Jam. You can find her on Facebook.com slash Candy Jam. Let's go ahead and keep this train going. Uh, Okay. Hang on. Let me bring Mm -hmm. it back up because... No, not that one. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, here we go. I closed them when we started talking. No problem. Uh, yeah. Ueda Nagato Prefecture Monkey. Uh, most of the people attacked were bitten by the monkey, which attacked them from behind, Fuji TV reported. Look, residents believe it's the same monkey and have put traps out, but with no luck. A local hunter's club plans to go after the monkey on Sunday. So they're turning it into a friggin' Looney Tunes solution. Ugh. It reminds me of that game for Genesis, Toki Toki Going Ape Spit. I have never heard of that game. Yeah, and you can kind of figure out what your main weapon is in the game. Huh. Yeah. Just imagine what it was in the original Japanese version. I don't think I'd I don't think I'd want to. Well, if you think about what monkeys do and throw at each other. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <sighs> <laughs> okay, um. Marco, you want to take the next one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, man wielding an umbrella attempts to rob Urawa Ward office. Oh, shit. Police. <laughs> 
<laughs> Police in Aurora Ward, uh, Saitama City, said Monday that they have arrested a man who, wielding an umbrella, forced his way into a government office and demanded money. What? Uh, according to police, uh, Kazuhiro Kawabata, Kawabata, 43, who is unemployed, of course, and has no fixed address, of course, mm. entered the ward around entered the ward office around 5:40 a.m. Um, Sunday and brandished an umbrella at a 63-year-old man working the night shift. Uh, uh, Kawabata demanded money and hit the ward employee with the umbrella, inflicting minor injuries. A security guard detained Kawabata until police arrived. And he was quoted as saying he needed money. An umbrella. An umbrella. An umbrella. I, 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 I got nothing. I, 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 I got nothing on this one. And since I have nothing, we have a call on the Skype line. Who is on the Skype line with us today? Oh, God. Hey, this is finally ACTAF. Hey, hey. ACTAF. Our friendly ne- neighborhood Mexican. How goes, bro? Well, okay, I guess, though. The the call is kind of breaking up. Uh, I, I can hear you, but re- you really sound weird, like, breaking up. Uh, sorry about that. <sighs> well, at least the the call can go on, so I, I can understand you. So wonderful, wonderful. That's... So what's uh, on well... your mind, bro? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah, I want to talk a little about that girl. Uh, not that girlfriend. Uh, the the new Avril Lavigne uh, video. Sure. Okay. If, if you want a, a a really mini, I love that song review of it. It's not. The song is not bad, as per se, if you want to call it that. But but the video, it, it's the video and the music. It's so hilarious, mm. so fun. Like you know how I don't I don't know why, but but for me, it's like I I saw it and I I was laughing all the way through. Don't know Your for you. Your brain has broken <laughs> long long before, and you're not even faced by shit like this anymore. Yeah, and I and I was seeing uh, this on, on on another forums, and and the topic title uh, said, "Why, what did Japan do to deserve this?" <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. You know, there'll be some people and... going. You know, historically, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but. A lot of the Japanese music videos makes apple—they make absolutely no sense to me. So I have no issue with this. It's like but, when you watch a music video for a song that's opening from an anime, and you're watching it. It's like, but this has nothing to do with the anime that I'm watching. But I'm still gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, basically. And and, I, and like you, and like I commented before, it's basically a ripoff of the pom 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 video. So oh boy, it's it's not it's not even like that original because if you see and you and probably you'll see a a, a lot of comparisons in the next few days about it. Uh, it's really similar. It's it's basically the same style of video and, and shoots and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not that like uh, horrible, but but the music. Uh, and and even when it starts to dubstep, it's like, <laughs> um, and and I like dubstep, even though I, I I like some kind of dubstep, but that that was really funny to watch and and hear. 
like yeah so basically that that's my opinion of that because yeah if you haven't if any of you haven't watched it like go just just see it once you, you don't know you don't need to see it uh like two or three times just once and, and you'll be fine Fair enough. I watched it once. I might have to watch it again to kind of understand what the hell's going on. And it is Call of the Night. <laughs> <sighs> okay, man. You have anything else for us? Nah, that's all. All right, cool, bro. Thanks for calling in. Oh, thanks, and thanks for for the for the LP. No problem, dude. That thing is packed in like it's like surrounded in in like styrofoam, so it should okay. be in one piece. If not, I'm going to choke somebody down at the post office. Yeah, I'll definitely do that too if if something happens. Hopefully not. It, look, it's pa it's surrounded packing peanuts, styrofoam, and it's been insured. So one way or yeah. another, it's gonna get to you. Well, thanks. Hey, no problem, bro. See you later, man. Later. Later's. And that was at our friendly neighborhood Mexican act deft, and we're going to officially close out the Skype line because the Skype line PC has updates and it just had its updates done already so I don't know and let's go ahead to this last uh, interesting news from Japan article cup rice ad is classic crazy Japan so last September Nissan um, launched a new product called um, Kare Meshi Curry Rice in a Cup Hoping to do for rice with different noodles, hoping to ensure a new generation of Japanese never give in to the urge to cook for a real meal for themselves. The idea is that lazy diner, diners simply add water to the pre-cooked curry and rice, heat it in the microwave, and get it stuck in. All the taste with minimum washing up and then the fuss of cooking rice the regular way. Now, if, if y'all don't know by now, I, I love my curry, so if this, I hope this is a success because I, I have no problems buying it. So what they did was to effectively push uh, the Kadimeshi uh, line to consumers. The Noodle King has launched a new ad for its cup rice, and they're saying it's kind of insane. Kind the, of insane? Yes. The ad. Yeah, I watched it. It's not just kind of insane. It's very insane. The ad begins with a young boy lying on the floor holding his stomach and wishing he had something quick and easy to snack on. Then the Kadimeshi mascot bursts through the paper wall and having trampled the, the dude, introduces him to the microwavable dish. The mascot explains that the rice is already inside the cup as shown by the crowd of unfortunate souls who are not all dressed like extras in, in a human biology slash sex educational video dancing around. <laughs> you add the water with a very strong voiceover, throw it into the microwave... And that's it. <laughs> because that's exactly what I want to uh, convince me to eat their to buy their product. A guy dressed in a giant egg suit. It's it's right up there with the um. It's right up there with with um uh, with the Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, cup of noodle commercials. Okay. Oh God! All the Japander ads. <laughs> yes. Yes. Apparently, Nicolas Cage did one for Pachinko Machines, which is. Completely fucking insane, even by Nicolas Cage standards. There's no such thing as Nicolas Cage standards. This commercial is 30 seconds. I'm going to play this real quick. Ah, uh, 
Well, the commercial wasn't that crazy. I gotta <laughs> admit. Have to see the visuals to know it was fucking nuts. Yeah, I mean, even with the visuals, it wasn't that crazy, though, but I can kind of understand. Okay, we've lollygagged enough. Let's go ahead, take our last break, and get the hell up on out of here. Sounds good to me. Fine by me. Okay, we'll be back. Give me to Nagamete. 
And now we're supposed to hear that track. Exactly. Oh, come on, Winamp. Get your shit together. That was your computer telling you that, you know, it's time to go to bed. But it's still early. 1130 it's is time to early. go to bed. It's still early, damn it. It's time to go to bed. Maybe for you. It's time to go to bed. 
For you, that is. Please, it's still <laughs> early. It's still time to party. Shit. <laughs> okay, okay. On, on a serious tip, alright. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, and so on and so forth. We do this for free. We're awesome, independently podcasters, so this is how we roll. Whether you like us or hate us, you know, get the word out there. If you have any questions about the podcast, you can contact us at podcast at animejamsession.com. Send us your praises, flames, trains, planes, automobiles, likes, dislikes, all that cool stuff. Go ahead. We will believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Koi uh, uh, Uni just posted uh, a cosplay interview with Lander, so you might want to check that out. And along with our latest podcast. If for some reason you can't get a hold of that, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. You can definitely find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV for all of our convention videos. If you want to follow us individually on YouTube, you can find me at DJ S. Ari is at Ari22682. Mako Chan, you can find at Jupe Luna. Twitter, twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us there for the latest updates on our website. When both our photos, our videos, interviews, everything, the whole nine yards. So definitely follow us there. Plus, for uh, conventions that we're going to as well. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at DJ Ronma S. Ari is at The Ari Man. And Mako is at Joe Videa. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We're still pushing strong. We're still going out there. So, thank you for the likes. As long as you keep liking the articles, the photos, the videos, the articles, everything, we'll continue to give you more content on Facebook and on our website. So, thank you so much. If you want to follow us on Facebook individually, you can find me at Facebook.com slash IamDJRonMaS. You can find Mako at Makoto Makochan Kino. And you can find Ari at Ari Rockefeller. Like I said, uh, we're on the VOG Network Tuesdays at 9.30, Thursdays at 1. But VOG stands for Voice of Geeks. We're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. There's tons of other stuff. If you like Star Trek, you want to definitely check out the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, which is Thursdays at 4 p.m. But if you like what we do on a normal basis from a female perspective, you should definitely check out Electric Sisterhood. They come on at 8 o'clock on Tuesdays. Right, at, right after them is our pre-show, then our show. So if you like us, definitely check out ESH. They're, those two are two awesome sisters. Definitely get the AGS seal of approval. If you like listening, watching television, movies, reading about books, pop culture, British programming, Doctor Who, all that cool stuff. We have four different programs on this network that was right, that's right up your alley for you to check out. We have Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Understation Live, four separate podcasts with four different points of views on today's uh, programming and pop culture and so much more. You can definitely catch them throughout the week. Now, if you like playing MMOs, like World of Warcraft, FF14, League of Legends, which is uh, more of a Dota-style game. You definitely want to check out WoW Wednesdays. We have Girls Gone WoW at 12, followed by Whorehouse at 10. So if you definitely like um, what we're talking about, um, 
on uh, about Warcraft, that's that's twelve. If you like hearing more about MMOs and stuff, that's definitely Horde House. I think right now Sky and the crew are doing Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, let's see. And then there's the Bobby Blackwell Show, Sundays at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio, Sundays at 9. These two programs are the cornerstone programming of the VOG Network. Two different video gaming shows with multiple points of view, always from the independent uh, gamer's point of view. If you want to listen to a show where you have a voice and what and your opinion counts, it's definitely these two shows. Definitely check them out. And also, in case you haven't heard, we will be at Zenkai Con this weekend. We have a panel Saturday at 10 a.m. It will be slightly different. We'll be doing some articles. We'll be talking about some cool stuff, how we started podcasting, and a lot more. Definitely don't miss it. And they will be on the podcast feed sometime next week. And right after that, if your liver can handle it, you can find me and Ari at Nauticons. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, alright, people. Last words, Ari. I finally got that uh, US, that HDMI switcher to work. It turns out if I uh, turn on the Xbox without turning the TV on first and letting it get to the uh, video input, mm-hmm. it'll go into standard mode for whatever the hell reason. Okay. Mako? I watched Kill the Kill and I was kind of meh about it. My final words. I still hate Mako. I hate her. I don't like her. She's the Jar Jar Binks of anime. I, I, I could not like her. And like everything that I was seeing is like, oh, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll start to like her later on in the series. I'm like, no, no, no. And then the last episode is just like, it, Completely screwed everything over. The I only think. time I liked her was she was like the big boss, and Ryo and Ryuko was fighting all those battles and making the money. That was the only time I really liked her. No, I did not like her, and the way they ended the series just kind of, you know, I get it, I understand it, but at the same time, it was just like, yeah, that was all out of left field. <laughs> well, this is from the people that did Gurren Lagan, so. Are you yeah, not surprised? Yeah, I figured that out from the art style, but at the same time, it's just, if I'm going to watch something that is, um, you know, screwed up, kind of weird, kind of crazy, kind of sexual in nature, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch Panty and Stocking. Oh, by the way, one, two of the people that worked on the series is going to be at anime next. Yeah, I know. And if we go to uh, our chat room real quick, Nemesis47 says, Speaking of Kill a Kill, I got her as a, as a call and as a creator wrestler in WWE 2K14. Just what you need, Ryuka Matoi as the Divas Champion. Oh, goody. I don't know, I, I'd sooner want um, Satsuki as, um, as the women's champion, but what can I say? That scowl, yeah, but you know. I, I think I'm the only person that was kind of, you know, meh about the series. Everybody's going on and on and on about how much they loved it, and I'm just like, uh, okay, it was good, but, you know, it, it's not one of those series that I need to watch twice. Was it because it was overhyped for you, or no? No, it's just, okay. I, I, the hu- like, I didn't find it as humorous as other people did. Mm. 
And as I said, if I'm going to watch something that's, you know, out there crazy, kind of, you know, weird and, you know, kind of like sexual but not, I'm going to watch Panty and Stocking and get more enjoyment out of it. There you go. Okay. And breaking news, Kingdom Hearts 3 might have frozen and I'm just like, the paraphrase Daniel Bryan, no, no, no. Call me back when they put Chrono Trigger in Kingdom Hearts. Just, you know what? Just let it go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mako, do you want to build a console? Uh, uh, no. Oh, okay. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. We will be reviewing um, Zenkai Khan. Um, I believe uh, Silver Phoenix and Avalon may be joining us to talk about Sakura Matsuri, if not next week, the following week, depending on how well me and Ari's livers are from... um, from Nauticon. So, we're getting the hell up on out of here. Uh, okay. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm hungry. You're always hungry. No, actually I'm not. That would be you. Yeah, you're right. Alright, anywho. <laughs> great fight, great night. See you next week. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. You did it that way, so I have to follow. No, no, Goodnight, no, no. Mako-chan. God damn it, no! No, you started no, it. no, you started I did not. It. I just mimicked you back. Did not. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Play that shit back later. I will, damn it. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> Never. Marco. Kick. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamathane!